I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's get to some previews. Some good college football this weekend. Let's start, actually, and let's run through some of these games. We're probably going to hit on pretty much every game tonight. Let's go with a top 25 matchup. The Georgia Bulldogs, number two in the nation, taking on South Carolina. Spread continues to go up. 25 and a half, Georgia favored on the road against the fighting Spencer Rattlers. Total in the game, 54 and a half. South Carolina to pull off the miracle, plus 1,200 on the money line. I had to do it, Peach. I'm not a big fan of laying big numbers, but I had to do it with Georgia here. I took them. I just think they're going to absolutely dominate (laughs) in the trenches. Georgia is still the best team in the country. We did our power rankings the other night, and I was high on Alabama like everybody else coming into the season. Bama loses that game if Quinn doesn't get hurt. Bama almost lost that game regardless to Texas. I worry about their offensive line. They need to get Gibbs involved more. I mean, they're struggling right now to run the ball. They used him. He's probably their best pass catcher, uh, the running back transfer out of Georgia Tech. He's great. But I have some concerns about the uh, secondary as well. So Georgia right now, I still think they're the best team in the nation. I was possibly wrong. I thought there might be a little bit of a rebuild this season. By rebuild, I mean win 10, 11 games and play in like the Sugar Bowl or something like that. But they look just as good defensively, even though they lost like half of those guys to the National Football League. And Stetson Bennett, who we thought might be just a game manager when he took over for JT Daniels last season, has looked really good, dude. He's pushing the ball down the field. They're actually second in the nation right now in passing yards per game. He, he And he's now given himself in the opportunity to win the Heisman, maybe. dude. Would you, would you buy into that? I don't think I could do it, but because the narrative is, again, that they're just stacked, that he's just, and also, I mean, like, look at the talent, though. Okay, so I, I don't love the wide receiver room. I don't hate the wide receiver room, but that tight end room is ridiculous. All three of those guys are going to be pros. Brock Bowers, uh, Darnell Washington, and then Eric Gilbert. They were ranked number one, number three, and then I think Gil- the Gilbert was number 14. tight end room I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah. Coming out of high school, one, three, and 14, Kirby was able to recruit. And then on defense, they lost a bunch, but so far there's been absolutely no regression. And I know, well, they played Oregon week one, and I know that was the first game for Bo Nix, and it's kind of a rebuild year for Oregon. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on. Big matchup for them against BYU. BYU with a huge win. Mm-hmm. It's just... Like, you look at it defensively, man. They still rank top 10 in total yards allowed. They're first in scoring defense. And what is Spencer Rattler known to do? Turn the ball over a little bit. And they're not really able to run the ball right now. You know, Spencer Rattler, he's looked all right. But the problem is right now, South Carolina can't run the football. They're 25th uh, nationally rushing yards per game. They can't sustain drives. Then I think George is going to control the clock. We know George is going to look to run the football. And even with those tight ends, even with uh, Stetson Bennett able to push the ball down the field, 
They're able to run the ball, man. Kendall Milton, I believe, is averaging over seven yards per carry. And then even if you're not a big trends guy, South Carolina, one in five against the spread in their last six games against a team with a winning record. I think they're a couple of years away. I do like what they're doing with the program, but they're also uh, South Carolina run defense, 129th in the country. So, so I think Georgia just runs the ball right down their throats. The only thing that does concern me, if they go up 21 nothing, do they take their foot off the gas? Yeah, and Ryan, it's a tough spot, too, for South Carolina. Like, they're coming off playing Arkansas as a top-10 team, physical game, and Georgia just played a cupcake against Sanford. So it's not like you're getting Georgia off of Kentucky or, like, Florida, a game that was physical, emotional. You know, you're, you're essentially getting them off a bye week, per se. So I just think it's a tough spot for South Carolina. Georgia's one of those teams, too, like in the Saban era, Bama's teams are almost better on the road than they are at home. And uh, Kirby's teams are starting to get that way now at Georgia, where they go on the road and they just absolutely annihilate people. 25 and a half is a big, big number. Like you said, I kind of worry that late in this game, there could be a backdoor cover. The fascinating thing about this game, the total opened around 50, 51 and a half earlier in the week. Now it's all the way up to 54 and a half. Yeah, what would you do with that? I kind of like the under. I don't know. I Spencer Rattler's looked all right at times, man, but I worry that we could get two or three pick sixes. And that's that's the thing. I mean, Georgia could get into the 40s or maybe even the 50s by themselves. So it's a question of how, how many points is South Carolina going to get you? Can South Carolina get you into the double digits? Can they get you 10? Can they get you 14? If you think they can get you that, I think you got a shot at it, but it's a stay away for me. At 51 and a half, maybe you think about the over. 54 and a half, though, I don't, I don't want to take that. Dude, I love Sam Pittman. I like the Arkansas program. I think, but I, and I, I'm not saying that I thought there was going to be a regression, but I am saying that I bet South Carolina last weekend is double digit dogs. Never again. Yeah, never didn't touch that game. Never again. I haven't I bet Arkansas the first two weeks. I didn't take them against Cincinnati or South Carolina. I just wanted to watch him play with those expectations coming in. But they've they've looked the part. K.J. Jefferson looks Dude. good. Their offense is good. And like you said, Sam Pittman, I remember when he was hired at Arkansas, people were like, what, what are they doing? But, yeah. Man, what a hire he's been. Uh, another great hire and a guy that I hate to say this because I know um, obviously what happened with his dad when he was at Baylor. But the reason I really like Arkansas is Kendall Bryles is the real deal, man. The OC there. And he would have a head coaching gig if he wasn't, um, you know, dealing with all that baggage. What went down with his dad, obviously. All right, here's our game of the week, man. Um, This is my biggest play. I have a lot of funds on this game. I use some free bets. I use my own money. I bet this mobily. I bet this at the shop. Bet this retail. Uh, I bet it at 14 right away immediately. And I said, I know it's going to go down. So if I don't feel good about it, I'm going to look at the injury report. I'm going to follow what's going down at practice now that there's been a coaching change. And Scott Frost is where he, I think Scott Frost is actually parking cars tonight at Nats Park. <laughs> Oklahoma is an 11 point favorite now. I still like the 11. I love, love, love Nebraska at home at the crib. Scott Frost, he gone. They were 14 point dogs. It's down to 11. Total 65 and a half. Nebraska to pull the shocker plus 310. What are you doing in this, PJ? I'm on Nebraska. I'll tell you why. But let, you like this one, too. You go first. Ryan, I love Nebraska. This is my favorite play of the week. We've seen it across multiple sports. When you fire a manager, in Will Zalatoris's case, when you get rid of your caddy, yeah. there's just, like, vibes that go with that. Yeah. And the thing that people have to remember, when Scott Frost was at Nebraska, it's not like they were getting blown out. They would play every team close. Northwestern. They just couldn't win. Yeah. So the fact you're getting a plus 11 with them, that's an auto play right there. This is going to be a one possession game. But because now that they fired Frost, 
I think this has to be a money line play as well. I think they're going to win this game outright. The look-ahead line of this game the before the season started was three. Yeah. And obviously a lot's happened since then. Nebraska's lost two games. But, you know, Oklahoma hasn't done anything special. That was a 7-3 game at halftime against UTEP last week. Yeah. And then they played um, another Texas team week one. I can't remember who it was. But they, they've had two blowout wins the first couple weeks. They You haven't really seen much from them yet. This is Brent Venable's first big game. It's a rivalry game with these two schools back together. Give me Nebraska, Ryan, plus 11. And the money line. Uh-oh. The money line, too. He's calling a money line. Calling the shots. Oh, no. Give me Nebraska. Channeling my inner league corso here, Ryan. With I the, love uh, it. With the headgear. I love it. We love that. And I feel more comfortable with you being on the set than I do watching Lee Corso from my, uh, from my couch. <laughs> and I love you, Lee. I love you. Is that yours? No, this is our wonderful producer, Cam Gray's. Let me borrow the corn hat, so had to rock it. Go yep. Big Red. We're uh, rocking with them this yep. week. Yep, we're with, we're with you, Cam, this week. And now I did bet Northwestern Week Zero, and that worked out. But Nebraska, for an entire half, if you were on social media, they were officially back. Scott Frost was going to save his job. Um, since then, everything's kind of went to hell. Scott Frost is gone. The first big name head coach. And, and I love how Nebraska did it too. It's week one of the NFL season. We're all finally getting on the couch for red zone. We're all getting ready for the game mix, the Sunday ticket. And I see pop up on my Twitter about 15 minutes before kickoff. Scott Frost has been fired. Great move right there. But uh, we all are paying attention. So Nebraska's got a bunch of ta- uh, talent, man. Casey Thompson, I like. They can yeah. move the ball. They can score points. They've been scoring. They're They've been scoring, scoring points. They're 36 points per game, about 430 yards of total offense per game. The problem, though, has been the defense, uh, The defense, right. obviously. But I also like, you know what I like, man, is not only Casey Thompson pushing the ball downfield. They're averaging about 300 passing yards a game. They could get it done on the ground. 200 yards they average running the ball. Anthony Grant, their back, has rushed for 100 yards in all three games. He's got, I believe, five touchdowns this season. He's looked pretty good, but like you said, dude, defensively, they gave up 31 points per game. They're giving up 31 points per game. In Georgia Southern, yes, Georgia Southern moved the ball up and down the field last week. They're giving up an average of nearly 500 yards per game, 492 to be exact, 284 through the air, which is always scary when you're going against Oklahoma. But like you said, this is Brett Venable's Oklahoma more of a defensive mind, obviously, coming over from Clemson as he was the defensive coordinator there for years. And this is not your Lincoln Riley offense, although they have looked pretty good. Dylan Gabriel's look all right. He's on my uh, you know what list because he didn't go over two and a half touchdown passes the opening <laughs> week, dude. But I uh, I like this spot. I will say this about Oklahoma, though. It's a different team, obviously, this year. And defensively, Venables has done a pretty good job. They're yeah. only giving up 5.8 yards per attempt the first two games. Uh, but I think Casey Thompson's probably the best quarterback they've seen so far this year. In fact, I know they played two cupcakes. So Ryan, love Nebraska, I dude. Love Nebraska, man. And again, Nebraska's one and two this season. Both their losses have been by three points. I mean, that's been the story of the Scott Frost era. Yeah. So this is going to be a close game. But I think because there's no more Frost, that gets them over the hump. And they're going to win this game on Saturday. Give me Nebraska plus 310 on the money line. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.